Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Andrew, and you're listening to Pixel Digest. This is one of the podcasts brought to you by InterVarsity's Ministry and Digital Spaces. Each and every week, I get together with my friends, and we trade recommendations on what games to play, what to watch, and who to follow on social media. If you're looking for new ways to engage in geek culture, or you're simply curious about the social and spiritual significance of it all, this is the place for you. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, we made it to the uh, season finale. Yay, yay. And for anyone who's still <laughs> listening, you know, thank you for sticking with us for 15 episodes now. Um, what, four or five months of this? This is crazy. I actually, it feels like it hasn't, it doesn't actually feel like it's been four or five months. Has it felt like that to you guys? You know, in some ways, it seems like we've been talking forever, uh, but then it, yeah, I mean, fifteen episodes doesn't feel doesn't feel possible. I mean, yeah. we've we've gotten here quickly. Yeah, and we've recorded every week, it's mostly every week. You know, we miss yeah. we miss one or two. Those are Thanksgiving, obviously, and uh, but I mean, we pretty much kept this up for fifteen weeks. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yep. yep, we made it. Uh, so, Brett, what are we doing for this this special season finale? Yeah, well, you know, for me, I, I thought it, I thought it would be a good moment to look back. I, I feel like you know this is an accomplishment. We we set out and we said we wanted to do 15 episodes, and and we got here. So that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like every every week I, I have a few random people who who tell me they've been listening and they appreciate it. Uh, still got to work on the conversation part, you know, and, and get people talking to each other. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've I've. Uh, been really touched that, that people are, are going out of their way to, to mention it and you know and say that they're listening. So thank you, all, all of you out there who are listening. Um, talk to us on social media. Uh, talk to each other. I want this to just be the start of the conversation. Um, but as as I was reflecting on that, I thought today for for the season finale, the season one finale, I thought it might be cool to just to reflect back a little bit. You know, some of the podcasts I listen to do this kind of thing periodically. They'll they'll go back and be like here are some of our favorite moments or favorite episodes. And um, I just thought, you know, this, what a, what a great time to take stock, you know, or, or a little bit before Christmas, you know, we can look back and, and say, here, here's the best of, you know, and, and for each of us to weigh in on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like, um, looks like you, you've, you want us to go through our favorite episodes, our favorite moment, our idea while recording, our favorite game, favorite thing to watch, favorite thing to read. Uh, and a favorite person to follow. Um, are, we, are we really going to hit all these things? <laughs> That's <gonna be> a <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, the thing is, we we uh, we've already talked about all of these things. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so true. my I mean, my thought is we could start with let's just mention uh, our our pick for favorite and maybe a sentence or two, you know, and that and that be the goal. And then if there's like a major update, you know, maybe something has changed or. You know, or that kind of thing. Maybe we can get into it a little bit, but I think for the most part, let's, uh, yeah, let's just let's try and keep it brief and okay, keep you know, it brief, keep it moving. Try yeah. to give people a good uh, a good summary of, of the season, and uh, you know, if you missed all the other episodes, maybe now you'll know which ones to jump back back to and things like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So and maybe maybe so maybe I'll start. Uh, kind of, <laughs> I don't know how well I'll model it, but I can try. Uh, so <laughs> try real uh, hard. So for, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so for me, the favorite episode, um, I 
I thought episode nine, uh, and, and partly I don't I don't know if this is the the most well produced or you know our best conversation. I think we had a lot of good ones, but for me, in terms of where I was at this fall, uh, episode nine hit you know right at the height of of just feeling feeling down you know on so many different fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's dealing with uh, my grandfather's death, uh, university been in the news and in some really negative ways. Uh, there's just a lot of other other pieces of my life that that were really difficult, um, and I remember heading into that episode, that conversation, and uh, and talking to you guys, and I felt so much better. I mean, I you know we we usually record on Friday mornings, and so I'd spent all week just in rough shape, really rough shape, and uh, coming out of that uh, coming out of that episode, coming out of that conversation, uh, my spirits were lifted. I, I felt like I had energy, you know, to to keep going. So. Uh, for me, I mean, so personally, um, I think that was a really moving experience of recording that episode. I think just our honesty and vulnerability and, and just talking about things that matter to us, um, you know, and really we're talking about video games most of the time, but um, to me, it just just displayed the, the power of, of what we're talking about. Like the video games can actually matter and make a difference in our lives. Yeah, I, I really like that one too. Um, it was very uplifting. Uh Especially by the end of it, even though we, yeah, we, the topic was kind of like was grief and and, and things like that. Uh, and I have, I have another shout out to to that episode later on. Um, but uh, I share my episode too. But uh, well, Shamichael, you, you have a, a favorite episode you want to talk about? Man, it's so hard, dude. <laughs> Trying to pick, but I think for I can me, nominate one for probably, you if if uh, you need me to. Yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> probably episode seven. Um, again? And it, it, we talked about Princeless and Mobus, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly. And I think that's it was it's like those were two areas that I like. Generally, when like you all talk, I kind of have an idea of like where you're going or have some idea about the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two, like I, you, completely schooled me on. Like I had no idea. <laughs> I, had never heard of it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I played Mobus, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So Brett broke it down in a pretty phenomenal fashion. And I appreciate that. And then. Um, to see Princeless was, and I've still been, I've really been fascinated with Princeless, and I guess just, uh, I mean, just, just a special place in, in my heart for 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 black women in particular. You know, what I mean, you look at this major, all the social rights movements, you know, throughout history, uh, you know, they're often African American men who were in the forefront, mm-hmm. but it was always the women who were behind the scenes that were really making it happen, right? Mm. Um, and so just kind of thinking about that idea of Princeless uh, was really, really cool. And I, I, I still reflect on that and, and, and look at that um, even to this day. Hmm. Cool. Thanks. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I actually didn't expect you to pick that one, but that's really cool to, to hear that, uh, <laughs> you know, you could appreciate uh, some of the things that, that were completely new to you. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's what this, this whole thing has been about, right? Us sharing with each other things that, that we care about and like trying to introduce each other and to our listeners to, to new and interesting ideas and content that, you know, might not be, um, widely known. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of the strengths of it, right? I mean, I, I think number one is just the kind of general camaraderie that we have. I mean, you know, 
I think we I think we realize at the end of every episode that, you know, given the right set of circumstances, you know, maybe we're at Brett's house with coffee and whatever Betsy decided to cook that day. We could probably talk about any of this stuff for six, seven hours, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so I think the strength is, you know, one of them is just kind of this kind of natural conversation that happens between us, but also just the unique things that, you know, each person brings to the table and kind of being able to educate each other, you know, hey, here's a little piece of of my world and what's happening with me. So yeah, that, that was, I said, it, it, it was hard. I, I it definitely probably tied with maybe two others, but I decided to go with that one just because of how I was enlightened. Mm. Yeah, there are, there are, it is hard to pick the top episode. <laughs> but, um. It's a good exercise for us. We, we need to practice being decisive. So anyway, yeah, I mean, we, of course we recommend the entire season, but, but yeah, I, <laughs> being a stickler and making us pick things. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, so, so my, my, my pick is, uh, I'll pick episode 12, which was the, the one uh, in search of good Christian art. Yeah, man. Uh, just, that was mm-hmm. such an interesting conversation. That was a reader mail. The, the reader mail a- uh, asked, um, why aren't there more mainstream Christian games, movies, and shows? And, and we just kind of uh, had a discussion on, on uh, you know, the, the, the state of Christian art, you know, where it's at and, and what needs to change in order for Christian art to... Um, become mainstream or widely circulated or become or you know even be relevant um you know there's a lot of work to do there but we also highlighted people who were like uh who were producing good art like uh flannery o'connor and uh, mako fujimara Fujimara and lecrae um so i don't know just a very enlightening conversation to have with you guys is really it was really fun for me I will. I will say that that episode by far has our most listens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Is it because of the Lecrae tag or what? I think. I think maybe because we we mentioned good Christian art and Lecrae, that probably like set off some uh, set off some uh, some bots on uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. That that that, that was actually I, I was I was kind of vacillating between seven and twelve, and twelve. I think twelve was probably the highlight of the season. Yeah. I think that was probably so. Yeah. I think that was probably the best episode we did. I, 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 yeah, but again, I, I, I like for my own personal emotional state, <laughs> episode nine was, was my favorite, but yeah, episode 12, like if I, maybe, maybe it's a shout out. I think as if you're a first time listener and somehow you ended up only starting here with us today, uh, go back and listen to episode 12. Cause I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's us at our best, our conversation at its best. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, uh, why don't, why don't you dip into a uh, favorite moment then? Favorite moment or idea? Moment. Um, so this go, here, here's my shout out to episode nine again, the one on grief, because my favorite moment was just probably uh, talking about games as rest uh, and this idea. And we, we, you know, we kept coming back to that idea too. Um, uh, I think it's just a, it, it's kind of counterintuitive for for, for folks um, because they see games as something that many games require a lot of twitch action, a lot of quick reaction and responses to a lot of a tons of tons of things going on on the screen and not all games are like that but i think even just talking about games that do have a ton of things going on on the screen and require uh quick reactions that somehow games can be restful um mm. just like any other uh, medium for for entertainment books uh books can be very riveting movies can be very engaging and require a lot of thought, but still, you know, there's something about being able to sit down on a couch and read a book or, 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 or watch a movie at the end of the day, right? That is very restful, and, and games are no different. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wired that way. Uh, it helps me to wind down, oddly enough. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, that was just a, a cool thing to talk about, and I don't. It wasn't really planned, but we kept coming back to this idea in future episodes about games as rest. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that too. Uh, I feel like I I just continue to read articles from people in ministry and and elsewhere. Uh, I, I guess all over all kinds of famous people on the internet um, who who are like. I unplugged from social media and it changed my life, you know, or like, Oh, I feel so much better because I'm not on Twitter or, you know, or whatever. Um, and I think, I think this like idea of, uh, games as rest is really helpful as a balance to, you know, to some of that other, the other stuff of just, you know, people who are, who wanted to point out the noise in digital spaces mm-hmm. and lose sight of, well, some of these, uh, mechanics uh, are actually set up to to be restful, and then the people that are there are, are incredibly important and and can provide rest as well. So yeah. you know, I just I've continued to think about that as I read these articles. You know, I think it's not really a great option for me to unplug from you know the game that I play almost every day, Elder Scrolls Online. Like if I do that, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm not there's it's not addictive for me. Um, but the relationships there are really important to me. You know, there are people that I check in with almost every day, people that are going through their own struggles. Um, and we talk about how we're doing, you know, we talk about our lives. We talk about um, what's, what's the day has been like and, and what's, what's coming up in the days to come. And um, I don't know that, yeah, I think there'd be a real loss. It'd be a real loss there if I just decide to unplug. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Favorite moment or idea? I think idea and I, I, I'll probably from here out re- reference episode 12 a lot, but <laughs> I think kind of moment or idea, Brett, you asked a question in episode 12 that essentially said, you know, how do we as Christians tell a story in a way that will be accessible, uh, you know, that, that's, that's intriguing and accessible to others? And I think that's, you know, a question that, you know, everyone, every believer has to wrestle with, you know, whether you're a game developer, whether you make art, whether you're, you know, work at the coffee shop, you know, Mm. um, you know, how do we, you know, if the goal is to expose the world to Jesus, um, to tell the story of Jesus, how do you do that in a way, um, that others, that it compels them to want to listen, you know? And I think that's a question that we should keep in the forefront, you know, with just even in daily life, man. It's something that I've tried to, I mean, I wrote that down when you said it. It was so powerful. I mean, we spent a lot of time on that, but I mean, I feel like just even on that question alone, we could have, we could have went much deeper. And so that's been the thing that's kind of stood out to me. Mm. Yeah, my my moment was actually the the same. <laughs> I think almost yeah. the same moment. Uh, a slight slight different uh, approach to it, but um, but yeah, that 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 very moment where was, we were talking about Flannery O'Connor and uh, Mako Fujimura had had been interviewing uh, Ralph Winters uh, about about art, um, and I'll actually I'll read the quote. Um, so the the actual Flannery O'Connor quote is. When you can assume that your audience holds the same beliefs as you, you can relax and use more normal means of talking to it. When you have to assume that your audience does not, then you have to make your vision apparent by shock. To the hard of hearing, you shout, and for the almost blind, you draw large and startling figures. And so, so that kind of idea, like how do you how do you communicate in a way that cuts through the noise? How do you 
yeah, how do you tell your story in a way that's, yeah, like you said, Michael, compelling. Yeah. Um, and I, I think for me, um, as I was describing this conversation between Mako and, and Ralph, uh, as they're referencing uh, Flannery O'Connor, um, I think for me, it, I don't know, I just had this sense in the conversation, like the, the way that you guys were, were listening and I don't know, like, I mean, there's silence mostly, right? Because we're recording, but, um, but it felt like it was the silence that just um, was full of possibility that you guys were like um, latching onto this idea and, and wanted to do something with it. And, and so for me, that felt like just this, this compelling moment that stuck with me, you know, that, that hopefully I'll always remember. Um, but certainly, you know, as I look back on the season, it felt like as I was explaining and describing this conversation that I, I had just observed, I was like, you guys are, are tracking with me. And that felt really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, well, Shemichael, favorite game? Favorite game. So this is one that I, I, I recommended, and I'm still trying to, to get there. <laughs> it's Paralyzed uh, still on, on iOS. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh, I'm almost finished. I'm, I'm about seventy percent through. Uh, that game gets it, hard. That game's get. It, I mean, it it's like hard, a ton of like. Uh, I feel like. Sorry to interrupt. I just feel like it's no, one of no, things good, where it's like uh, you know, tap your head and or like rub rub your stomach and tap your head at the same time, kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like. But go ahead. I understand yeah. if you're still not finished because neither am I. Yeah, but I'm 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 getting through. But I think out of all the games that. Uh, Nice. That that one's been the most addictive for me, and there's this kind of uh, some games like I, if, if I realize I'm not going to beat it, I'll just kind of uh, you know I'll just give up. But this one is kind of uh, a bit addictive, and I'm still kind of in it. So mm. uh, definitely the favorite game there. Cool, cool. How about you, Andrew? Uh, it's hard for me to pick. I think we, we've we've all recommended a ton of great games. Um, I'm I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> well, pro- probably. <laughs> Probably the most interesting game I played this year was, uh, I guess, uh, I'll just go with the most interesting. How about that? The most interesting game I played this sure. year was was uh, Virginia. Oh, uh, that, okay. That, that's on PC and on consoles. Uh, again, it's it's kind of a, a walking sim, which is kind of a, a dismissive category, but it's not. The the thing is, you're you're not doing a ton of things. You're 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 controlling the the character. You're in first person. You're moving around. You're interacting with things. Uh, it's it's very. Um, it's very uh, it's it's slow in a sense, but what you're doing is you're watching events unfold before your eyes. You're interacting with it slightly, but um, but the the cool thing about this game was just like the 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 cinematography and, and the editing with all the the cuts made it very cinematic. Uh, even though you're watching it in first person, um, it's very X Files like, um, and and the two protagonists are are black women, you being one of them, and it's just it's just such an interesting game. Such an interesting perspective, um, and and I think one of the coolest things is, uh, for better or for worse, it it made me feel like I really was a person of color, you know. And I I, I mentioned in the in the episode was um, this was there's a moment where you pull up to a gas station, and the anxieties that I get when I pull up to a gas station in the middle of nowhere was very present when I did that in the game, and something did happen, and I'm just like, wow, this is like. This is something else. <laughs> um, and there's just so many layers to that game. Uh, the most interesting That's probably the most interesting game I played this year. Okay. I, I was actually a little surprised. Uh, I mean, I think Shemichael described that. Or no, I guess you, you were the one who, who raised that one and mm-hmm. did it really well. Uh, but the way that you talked about Inside, 
uh, early, early in the season, I, I just thought for sure that was going to be your pick because you, you like raved about that game. You were like so blown away by that game. Yeah, no, that, that game is probably tied for first, but if I had to, but Virginia (laughs) is even more interesting in just the way I, I, I'm very, very few games have made me feel truly like a person of color. You know what I'm playing okay, is, and, and yeah. so there's something there. You know, there's something there, uh, and and uh, I appreciate the developers even going there, because uh, those are tough decisions to make when when you you know to decide to make your protagonist a person of color, um, yeah. and and then pulling it off in the way they did. So cool. Good. Well, so I'll, I'll cheat a little bit <laughs> um, by not picking just one. Um, so sorry, guys, I'm not modeling well. Um, so I, I think I think for me, the, the game that sounded most compelling or, or I was most sold by was Inside mm. uh, by you, Andrew. So that was back mm. in episode five. Um, I think... Uh, I think in terms of games that in terms of the conversation that we had i think the the episode on, on mobas i thought was really really good um i'm trying to see what what episode was that mobas was seven seven yeah okay so episode seven uh talking about mobas um i just yeah it was, it was a really fun conversation to have it was fun to uh do that segment explain like i'm five <laughs> yeah because both me uh, and Michael, we don't really do mobas yeah. yeah yeah so that i don't know that that was just uh that was, that was really fun uh but then i i mean i think if if it's just an honesty um honestly like the game that i still play the most is still elder scrolls online so i know i recommended that one um but i mean it's still like it's my go-to that's that's my game where i rest that's my game where i keep up with people socially mm-hmm. um so it's hard to argue i like i play that every day almost <laughs> and w- so. which episode was it that you kind of went into it a little bit more elder scrolls oh no i lost connection Hmm. Sorry, I lost connection, Rupert. Okay, am I back? Yeah. Oh, we got you back. Man. Yeah, we, we actually heard most of what you just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elder Scrolls Online. Where was that? Uh, number four, episode four. That's going way back. But yeah, so Elder Scrolls Online. That's still the game that I play uh, just about every day. Uh, talked about it back in episode four. So, um, why don't I? I'll, I'll go ahead and do the favorite thing to watch. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I think this is both the number of times that we referenced it, but also the, I don't know, what, what feels like in terms of what was meaningful to me this fall. Uh, and, and for me, it just, it has to be Luke Cage. So I look oh, back, we, we talked about Luke Cage in episodes eight, nine, and 11, at least, <laughs> in, in like a major significant way. I don't know if we probably referenced it other places. Um, <laughs> So, and, and, and there was a lot. I mean, so Andrew introduced it, uh, introduced the idea of Luke Cage, or suggested it in episode eight, got me, said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go watch it. Um, then my grandfather passed away. And, uh, and, and so for episode nine, I talked about this scene in Luke Cage that just um, captured a feeling of grief in such a profound way, you know, and, and two people in mourning. Um, and that, yeah, that was really, 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 uh, a profound moment for me, describing why this this um, this scene uh, in Luke Cage was, was so meaningful to me uh, following my grandfather's death. Um, and then in, in episode 11, we talked about Luke Cage again. Um, we were mainly talking about whitewashing and, uh, and Doctor Strange, um, but then we talked about how the sense of place 
is is so important and, and the culture that fills that space is so important um, and i remember talking about harlem is actually being almost a character in its own right in in luke cage so um you know you can't take luke cage out of harlem like that is such an important element that, that sense of community the sense of place um the culture that's that's there uh it's just such an important part of that story um so I, I, yeah i just remember that in episode 11 uh, being a really powerful moment for me yeah well brett since you cheated i'm, I'm gonna cheat now um, <laughs> look what you've done uh, so uh, if, if, if you allow i'm gonna do a read and a watch right uh so so the so the the read um well, I start with the watch. The watch was was was, and I think this was maybe episode four or five, pretty early. It was PewDiePie playing that dragon cancer. I think you were the one that kind of lifted that up, man. And it is, uh, it's worth a watch, man. Did you watch the entire yeah. game? Like he played the entire the game. Entire, right? I didn't. I didn't oh, okay. watch the entire game, but but the, the the YouTube clip that 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 Brad had put in the show notes was was pretty. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, That was episode six. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, totally. And then the favorite read, um, again, this was like something that you exposed me to that I I didn't even, I think this was actually even before I may have came in, but it was the five domains of play. Mm -hmm. Um, That was just really fascinating. I mean, just just to to look at the psychology of it all, I, I never even thought about that. And so... I, that really kind of helped me. I think even going through the season uh, of, of the rest of the episodes, kind of just reading that and, and looking at approaching it from that angle really, really helped me and, and just kind of allowed scales to fall off my eyes in, as it relates to gaming. Yeah, and the five domains of play was, uh, um, who, who was the, the speaker? He's from Ubisoft. He was explaining the different motivations that players have in games. Yeah, it was uh, Jason Vanderberg, and uh, it, it was originally uh, a talk that he gave at GDC. So I believe in the show notes, uh, we, we had the link to his actual talk. Yeah. You can read his, you know, you can look at his PowerPoint slides as well. That was way back in our pilot episode, episode number one. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's going, that was a good way to, that's a good point, Michael. That was a good way to frame uh, the season because that, that turned out to be a super helpful uh, model for us to keep referencing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No, that's good. I, I think it's okay to cheat. That was that was good. Both of those. Were good. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? Uh, yeah. So my favorite thing to watch is actually a favorite thing to listen to. <laughs> uh, Brett, uh-huh. you you, re- you uh, recommended in episode nine um, the Reply All podcast. Mm. I forgot which episode number it was for Reply All, but it, I believe the title was um, "Picture of a Boy." Was what it was. Oh, yeah. And it was, was just a, a uh, that was a really good one. It was great because um, I totally didn't expect it. It was uh, one, first of all, very you know decently pretty high production value. Um, oh yeah, pretty decent journalism. Uh, it was, uh, it felt like serial season one. It felt like serial light, <laughs> whereas uh, serial was all about like trying to figure out a, a murder mystery and you know investigating every last like um scrap of evidence this one was like that except it was just fun because it wasn't about solving a murder mystery it was about like figuring (laughs) out who this kid in this random picture was 
there was this random yeah. picture online that started circulating because it was so funny to people that there was like this like um, scrubbed out like kind of dude sitting on a bed <laughs> at a party and at the other opposite end of the bed were like you know pretty well put together two well put together girls and it's people were like who is this guy like what is the situation what's happening how did this picture ever come to happen and like for years people were like investigating that picture they figured out they did all kinds of forensic stuff like oh look there's duct tape on that ac unit that this is definitely an apartment or a college dorm because mom <laughs> this wouldn't be mom's house right mom's house she would not duct tape the ac together you know that people are doing all kinds of stuff like that yeah and uh <laughs> on message boards and the funny thing was like this kid's group of friends actually monitored the message boards watching people talk about them for years and um the reply all guys they, they actually tracked down the the group of kids and who are all grown up now and they actually tracked down the kid who's in the photo it was just really cool it was a really awesome yeah. uh fun thing to listen to so yeah, yeah, yeah was, it's, it's really, i mean really i mean but really I, gimlet man i mean the, the people that produce uh reply all, i mean they, they just i mean like most of their stuff is really really good yeah they and they have a bunch of new shows out i mean they're just yeah yeah they're, i mean they're lots of stuff man lots of stuff they're always kicking out really great yeah yeah but yeah that was that was episode 79 uh of of pod uh, the podcast reply all so if, if you're looking um but we talk about it in episode nine here i give it give it a much <laughs> much deeper analysis there but yeah that, that was that was good i feel like that that episode is just such uh captures so much of what life is like in digital spaces because you have you totally know, friends coming together you have a guy who just doesn't even really care <laughs> he's not even really that present online um but yeah, then that was one of the most interesting things too yeah was how uh, the plug he was. Just, yeah you have a community of strangers that come together around this affinity of of trying to figure out a mystery you know and, it, and it's an imagined mystery i mean it's just in the end it's like just a really mundane normal thing um, but all these people come together and <laughs> and bond with each other over trying to figure it out yeah, totally. It's a it's a real it's a it's a microcosm of <laughs> life in digital spaces. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Cool. Uh, so, Michael, were you going to do a separate thing to read? Because technically, those were both things to watch. No, no. I'll, I'll just I'll just stay there. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fine. Uh, how about how about you, Andrew? Would you say favorite thing to read? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I. Like, it's fine. You don't have to. I mean, a, a lot of, I mean, it, we lumped them together. It was a favorite thing to read or watch. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just quickly <laughs> so, say, uh, yeah, I'll quickly say that my favorite thing to read or, you know, the one I would I recommend is the, uh, it's an, again, it was an older article from 2013, but uh, it's an article on the top Clash of Clans, Clash of Clans glare. Um, they, they interviewed the guy who was at the top and what it took for him to be the top and everything he sacrificed to be at the top. It's just so interesting to look, peer into the free-to-play world and and what's really going on and uh yeah it, it's it's super interesting it's not just about clash of clans you don't have to care about it or or play clash of clans to appreciate um the things that they go into in this article um so even though it's from 2013 i recommended it back in episode 12 and uh, i'll recommend yeah. it here again another episode 12 shout out so yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go listen to that episode um i think for me it was an article I recommended back in episode five, uh, and it was it was from a, a college student who was a, a a game design student, and he had he had created a game called The Pilgrim, 
And uh, this article was his postmortem uh, at, at the end of that video game project. Um, and in that, he, he's just reflecting on how developing this game uh, was an unpacking of his own spiritual journey. Um, and, and so it was there that we first started, uh, I, maybe it wasn't where we first started, but it was one of the places uh, in the season where we talked about this idea of procedural rhetoric, uh, where you commu- communicate ideas you know, or, or you have rhetoric uh, through the design of your game itself, through the mechanics and, and other choices. Um, and so we talked about optimism being expressed through, you know, in, in a game like Super Mario by, um, you know, your, your character being able to jump ridiculously high, <laughs> like way, way higher than, than is realistic. Um, and, and so in this game, in the Pilgrim, uh, this, this student, Kevin, um, talked about wanting just to give a sense of realism and, and sort of a, particularly a sobering realism. So, you know, your jump height was going to be very realistic. And, and would honestly feel pretty limiting. Um, and he talked about this this game as an expression of his agnosticism, you know, of of wanting to believe and uh, and in and join a religious system, but being terrified of what that would ask of him and the cost that would come to him, you know, as he felt like his dream was to become the the, the greatest video game designer. Um, his, this worry of a spiritual um, system calling him out of that and away from that. And, and so the game itself was an expression of, uh, of, of that, that conflict and that tension within him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I had read that a little while ago. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's still just, a, you know, this kind of, uh, easily, easy to overlook bit of writing. Uh, but I just think has a lot of huge ideas and, and, and love it. So I want to give a shout out, um, to my friend. I actually got to know the guy who wrote it, um, since then a guy named Kevin Wong and, um, yeah, just infamous shout out. It's a good read. It's worth worth checking out. Hmm. That was back uh, episode five. Sweet. All right, last category. See, we're we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, we're yeah, making it happen. <laughs> we're, we're cranking through today. Uh, yeah, who wants to go first? Favorite person to follow. All right, favorite person to follow was going to come once again from episode twelve, um, <laughs> and it's uh, Makoto Fujimara. Uh, uh, he he is just an absolutely fascinating person to follow on Twitter, and if you're not, I think you should stop what you're doing now. And, and do it. I mean, because he's yeah, he posts, you know, not only is he is he is he posting. I mean, you know, most artists are gonna like put their stuff out there, and 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 he certainly you know put puts his art out there, but just other things that he retweets, mm-hmm. um, just makes you wanted to sit down and have a cup of coffee with the guy. You know, what I mean, he's just a fascinating person to follow. Um, and, and I, I mean, I know retweets aren't necessarily endorsements, but they do at least kind of give you an insight into what a person is thinking. Mm-hmm. And so can, just kind of over the last week or so, yeah, uh, things that he's retweeted and posted, it's uh, been really fascinating. So, I mean, if you're looking for a way to mix up your timeline, um, definitely follow him. He posted um, early this week uh, some artwork that he had done for Advent that looks pretty cool. Mm, cool. his, his, his technique uh it just looks a little it's just really unique um the way that the way that he paints man um so yeah that's my follow cool excellent yeah yeah thanks for the reminder because i forgot to uh, follow him um and and he follows me apparently i think because we uh, tagged him when we when we uh, posted the podcast that's right <laughs> But I forgot to, but I forgot to follow him. So uh, thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give him his due. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, how about, how about you, Andrew? Who's your follow? Um, I'll, I'll say 
Lecrae, also episode 12. Uh, man, mm-hmm. so doing all these recommendations today, it's pretty clear, you know, which, which episodes are kind of rising to the top. <laughs> 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 episode 12 being up there. Um, sure. But yeah, I would recommend Lecrae. Um, been very impressed with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, previously was impressed with him for his, his, his work, uh, his hip hop, and him being able to break into mainstream and things like that. Uh, but I, I'm really impressed with him these days just because, uh, you know, he has, as a Christian, as a successful Christian artist, he hasn't been afraid to engage um, in social political commentary uh, with a lot of things going on around uh, police brutality and Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. following Lecrae, you're going to get an intersection of uh, of faith, hip hop and social political commentary. And, uh, you know, that... I think that's very rare in the uh, Christian art world, for sure, uh, in terms of mainstream Christian art. And so, um, yeah, it's just really cool how he engages with his platform and he's not afraid to lose core followers, maybe even lose sales and things like that. So, um, yeah, great person to follow. Yeah, it's, it's just been cool to kind of watch him just develop over the years. And I don't, I don't, maybe we've had that conversation. I've, if somebody gave me a Lecrae mix, it was like a, Maybe it was the very first thing. Uh, this would had to have been maybe 08, 07, 08. I was mm. like, who is this guy? And just to kind of watch him over the last decade has been pretty phenomenal, just in how he's developed as an artist. Um, and now, I mean, almost, you know, a, a prophet in some, yeah. some, I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, what he speaks to, you know? Let's try that again. Try again. Cool. Uh, both both of those are great. They're both people I, I do follow, <laughs> so I made a point. Um, I think my my favorite person uh, to follow coming out of this this first season uh, was uh, the PBS Idea Channel, uh, and, and I mentioned them in episode thirteen. Um, and and I think for me they they're always talking about something interesting. Uh, it's not always. I don't think I always agree with them exactly, but. Uh, they have raised some just incredibly helpful ideas. So, you know, what does it mean to be online? Um, it was, was an episode they did, I think, over the summer. It was phenomenal. Um, and, and in episode 13, I, I mentioned um, the video they, they had done the week after the election. Mm-hmm. That was, I think it's titled, you know, not the video you were expecting. And uh, it, was, it was, yeah, just, just listening to some beautiful music, you know, sipping coffee. Uh, and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. Uh, I mean, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, they, they both do, they both do like the big ideas and they, they just seem to get people, they get their listeners really well. And um, so, anyway, so I, yeah, I, I'd say follow them on Twitter, um, subscribe on YouTube. Um, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be this week. Well, that's yeah, we, we've done it. Um, wow. I'm trying to think like, so out of all that stuff, like we broke it, broke stuff down into categories. How about, how about it make us be decisive again? Like what, what's the one summarizing thing, you know, as, as you look back on this conversation, um, what is that? What is the one out of all the top ones? Uh, what is your, what is your number one thing that you want to leave listeners with? And, and you can decide how you want to interpret that. It could be an episode, it could be a moment, it could be a person, it could just be a, a bit of advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the one thought you want to leave your listeners with? Uh, I think, from my own experience in, in doing these 15 episodes with you guys, it's just been very clear to me, I think, that digital spaces is such a misunderstood place. 
mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so much value and um, so much good information and ideas and wisdom that's out there. Uh, there's also a lot of junk, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like the junk kind of like has taken over and it really overshadows um, some of these really bright um, spots some of the, uh, in terms of people and content that's on the internet, that's in digital spaces. And uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's just my takeaway is that it's such a misunderstood place. But I mean, if you dig around, if you, if you can curate, you know, the, your, your, your news feed and things like that, you're going to, there's going to be some really cool, new, interesting ideas that's really, that's going to come to the top um, that really add value to your life, I think. Um, but it's, mm. it's hard to find. So, I think cura- I think curating your own feed is one thing, and also looking for uh, it, looking for and, and following interesting people, um, looking for people who think differently, looking for people who have ideas that you haven't seen, um, will help you get the most out of the internet and digital spaces. But yeah, I think I think my my one my one takeaway, my one thing, is is similar to that. Um, so that's so I'm jumping in. Uh, I think for me, it's it's like to not lose sight of digital spaces as a as a place for co-creation. Um, and I think I think if there's one thing I want to take away from this first season is the feeling that I had at the end of every single one of these conversations. You know, it's like a lot of weeks this fall. You guys, you, you heard me say like I was dragging, I was grieving, I was angry. You know, it's just been it's been hard. It's been a hard few months. Mm-hmm. Um, these conversations have have lifted my spirits they've given me new ideas they've given me hope they've propelled me into into what's next um and so i think i think this idea that and 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 it's probably been apparent but for for listeners who who aren't aware um i'm in pennsylvania shermichael's in tennessee and andrew's in california Uh, every single one of these episodes has been recorded in a digital space, you know, and then posted to you in a different digital space and then hopefully um, tweeted and, and responded to it in other digital spaces. Um, and so I think not to lose sight of the fact that this impar- incredibly powerful process and conversation has happened in a digital space. Um, and, and I guess that's, I mean, that's the takeaway for me is like, I just, I really have come to enjoy and appreciate creating these conversations, having these conversations, discovering like uh, so much of these ideas, I wouldn't have been able to just write out on my own. It's, it's been through the conversation that the ideas have come to me. Um, but that's, I think, I think that's my hope for, for you, our listeners, that um, you would find these types of places to, to dig in, you know, and, and if it can happen around the content and the ideas that we're throwing out there through this podcast, great. If it needs to happen somewhere else, if you have your own circle, if you want to start your own podcast, um, that, one way or another, that's that's my hope for you is that you will find some people that you can connect through the internet, um, and that you can you can have some ideas that are generated together. Uh, you can co-create a conversation together, and and be as be as impacted by that, if not more, uh, than I have, and that it would change your life in the way that it has for me. Yeah, yeah. That that that's the power. Of, of, of digital spaces. And I think, you know, since doing the podcast, one of the most striking images that I saw, and it, it didn't really have anything to do with the podcast. We, I, we talked about it with Pokemon Go. But one day I went to this park. And, and so like the makeup of the city that I, that I live in 
I'm kind of in the suburbs of Memphis. Um, and so this particular city that I'm in, you know, it's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly white and then, you know, kind of a sprinkle of African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanics, you know, Hispanic-Americans and so forth. But on this, maybe it was around episode five or so, like, like we finished the podcast. I went to the park and kind of around this big oak tree in the middle of the park are people of all ages, all racial makeups um sitting around giving each other tips on hey if you go over there you know <laughs> there's a there's snorlax or a... you know there's, yeah you know there's something you know and, and, <laughs> you know you know hey you know you walk a uh, hundred yeah. yards that way and go under the tree there's you know there, there's you know, a lick a tongue yeah there's something there right and i just uh, thought wow this this is amazing that you know there's so much there's so much that could have divided that group, right? If they had chosen mm. divisive, then, you know, hey, y'all are old, we're young, y'all stay over there. White people are gonna say, white people are gonna say, you know, there's so much that could have divided, but that game brought so many people together. And I just kind of sat there and just watched for a minute. It, 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 you know, and I think it's, not only is, is, is it a place where communication can happen, but I also think it's a place where some healing can happen, you know, mm. where, where, you know, people can let down walls, you know, and you see you see this every time you hop on, it goes online, you know, Brett, you know, how people, you know, start playing a game and then it morphs into something, you know, totally different, you know, hey, I'm struggling in this area of my life or, you know, I'm really fearful of what's next. And you're able to encourage, you know, enlighten, inspire, you know, and sometimes just be present for the, with the person, you know, just, just to be a, a listening ear. And I think that's just one of the amazing things that happens with, with digital spaces, man. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it, it's been it's been great. I've, I've, I've enjoyed every every Friday, man. It's, it's been phenomenal. Yeah. I'm glad mm. to hear that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's something so, about uh, there's something about shared spaces and shared experiences that really brings people together. And uh, yeah, this podcast has been an awesome shared experience with you guys. So agreed. Green. So we're, we're not exactly sure uh, where we go from here. Uh, we, we do know this is the, the season one finale. Um, I do have a, a special episode coming up. Uh, this is sort of a interseason episode, so episode 16. Um, we, we got to interview the creators of, of uh, a successful Kickstarter project um, called Alabaster, uh, The Bible Beautiful. Uh, some, some folks in Los Angeles uh, who, who created a, a very visual, um, artistic de- depiction of the the four gospels, um, and so got to interview them. The university's national arts director um, conducted the interview, and they get to sit in and, and help with some of the questions and production. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna release that in the coming weeks, and um, so we'll have that for you. And then uh, starting in 2017, we'll we'll figure out how to pick back up with with episode uh, with season two. We're um, trying to figure out because we we have some ideas for other podcasts, and so we're not sure if if we'll kind of split forces or if the three of us will be back together, but um, one way or the other, Pixel Digest will be coming back your way for season two, early 2017. Exciting stuff. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Tell your friends. uh, And if we don't, if we don't see you or or talk to you, uh, have a Merry Christmas and uh, and a happy new year. And we'll see you in 2017. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, listening. 
And actually, if, if you guys have ideas for anything, now's the perfect time to tweet us your ideas. That's <laughs> in right. Between That's right. Yep. Yeah, we have a few weeks off. So yeah, get us your ideas and uh, send us some of that listener mail. and Help us we'll shape be- season two. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right, All everyone. Right. Have a good uh, Christmas break and uh, we'll see you guys next year. You guys have been listening to Pixel Digest. If you have any comments or recommendations for us to check out, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Red Letter Gamer. Brett is at Brett SW. And Shamichael is at Shamike2009. Special thanks to Morgan TJ. We're using his song, I'm Going Berserky, available on ccmixer.org. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>